Hi, and welcome to episode 21 of 5 Minutes of Rum. Notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Upthegrove. Thanks for downloading and tuning in. If you're new to the show, be sure to check out the previous 20 episodes because you're probably here because you enjoy rum, and darn it, there's some enjoyable rums in those previous 20 episodes. Uh, the This episode's rum is Kirk and Sweeney 12-year rum, which I'll sample straight and then use in a cocktail, the Beachcomber's Gold. So the Kirk and Sweeney 12-year rum, uh, this rum is imported and bottled by a company called 35 Maple Street. It's a Sonoma, California spirit company, which also produces Masterson's whiskey in a couple different varieties and a, botan- a botanical gin called Uncle Val's. Um, and quite frankly, I'd never heard of either of those before. And the Kirk and Sweeney rum was new to me when I received it this past Christmas from my sister. So on a side note and tangentially, um, having a rum podcast means that sometimes people like to gift you rum and there's nothing wrong about that. Um, anyways, so according to their site, this rum launched in December of 2012. Uh, and again, I, I got one, mine in December of 2013. I don't know what their distribution is like, but that's the first time. Now now that I've got a bottle, I've seen it in other places, but at the time I hadn't seen it before until I got it as a gift. Um, specific about this rum. So the Kirk and Sweeney 12 year rum is a Dominican rum, uh, produced in Santiago, excuse me, Santiago de los Caballeros. Um, it's aged 12 years in American Oak. Um, so aged 12 years in Oak and the, the bottle itself mentions a, uh, toasted Oak flavor. Uh, if you've spent 12 months in an Oak barrel, I would hope that you would have a little bit of a toasted Oak, uh, flavor to your rum. Anyways, from the 35 Maple Street website, uh, which I've linked in the show notes, it's not immediately apparent if it's aged in the Dominican or the U.S. Um, Since it's a Spanish-style rum, the 12 on the 12-year designates, uh, the designation there likely means that 12 years is the maximum age of the rum in the barrel, as opposed to an English rum where the age designation, um, if you see an age designation on an English-style rum, it usually means that's the minimum age uh, of the rum that's inside or the blend of the minimum age of one of the rums that's in that blend. Uh, rum sort of plays fast and loose with a lot of rules, which on the one hand is really enjoyable, on the other hand makes things a little bit more complicated when you're trying to dissect it. Anyways, um, going back to the bottle itself, uh, it's a standard 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. Um, it's a corked bottle, um, a squat looking bottle that's actually you know fairly attractive. The bottle also says that it's um, from Miraloma, uh, which translates into Hillview, although the Miraloma that I'm aware of in California is down in Riverside County, and this is, you know, they state quite clearly that they're from Sonoma, so I'm not sure what the Miraloma designation on the bottle is. Um, the rum itself, Kirk and Sweeney, is apparently named for some rum-running schooner ships, which is as good a name as any um, for a rum. And then based on the company website and also a press release from them that I found online, um, it does appear that the age, the rum is aged in the Dominican Republic um, as well, and that 35 Maple Street really plays the part of importer and marketer. Um, did a Google search on this rum, and it turned up you know, quite a number of reviews, but not a ton more about its actual production. I've linked to one of the reviews in the show notes for the website. It's uh, linking out to a website um, where there, you can find a great number of spirit reviews, including a lot of rum reviews, a really good website. I would add it to your bookmarks if you don't already have it. It's Inu Akena. Uh, and again, uh, the link to his review of the Kirk and Sweeney 12 years in the show notes. Uh, so go check that out. Um, anyways, going back to this rum, um, 
So there's really not a lot you can find about its production. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the idea that this is indeed just a straight Dominican rum distilled in, in the Dominican Republic, aged in the Dominican Republic, and then it's marketed by 35 Maple Street. Um, and incidentally, going back to that bottle, they have created a very attractive bottle. Uh, there's a picture of that in the show notes. There's also a picture of that on the website. Um, it sits real nicely on the shelf. That's a pretty distinctive bottle. Although in the shape that it's at, it kind of muscles other bottles out of the way because of, you know it starts, it's a little top heavy. But again, it is a really good looking bottle, uh, very good graphics on it, and it looks good on the shelf. So um, even if 35 Maple Street's primary goal is to market a good looking rum, I think they're really doing a well, a, a pretty good job in, in that uh, endeavor. So enough about how this rum looks and how it sits on your shelf. How does it actually taste? Uh, so in the glass, uh, the Kirk and Sweeney uh, looks like a, a glass. You pour two ounces into a, a rocks glass. It looks like you've poured a little bit of uh, maple syrup, sort of a dark amber color to it. You swirl it around. Um, I found that it developed, you know, kind of thin legs when you swirl it in the glass. Um, and eventually it'll form, you know, after they start to fall, it looks like raindrops on the side of the glass. Um, in terms of aroma, uh, definitely vanilla, definitely the oak that they mentioned when you look at the bottle. Um, and as odd as this sounds, um, smelling it, I got a little bit of, you know, the sweet flavor and it manifested itself almost like a, uh, baking sugar or a frosting kind of smell, not super sweet, like your like a buttercream frosting, but just in the hint they it just seemed like there was a sort of a frosting note to the sugar itself. Very mild astringency after it was swirled and you do like a deep inhale, uh, but overall a very mellow smelling rum. Uh, in terms of taste, uh, I'll go ahead and taste some right here. Very, very drinkable. Maybe a little bit like a whiskey, probably from the oak barrel. Definitely not as sweet as it smells. Um, there's a little bit of a spice note on the back of the throat. Excuse me, probably vanilla. Um, and it's, you know, in converse to the, the sweet smell of it, it's actually dry, which uh, is not at all unexpected from a Spanish-style rum. Generally speaking... The Dominican rums that I've tasted tend to have a little bit of a, a dry feel, especially compared to how they smell. In terms of finish, um, I find the finish to be mellow and quick at first. Um, just a little bit of burn on the tongue, but other than that, not very much burn at all. Um, and there's a, a warmth that'll actually persist at once you've had an ounce or two and, and worked it down a little bit. At first, it doesn't feel like there's much of a finish. A couple of sips later, you get a little bit more of it lingering around. Uh, so overall, I, I can definitely see sipping this rum, um, you know, sitting by a fire, maybe the way that you would a whiskey. Um, it has enough character on its own that would be it would it could also be mixed in a cocktail and be noticed. Um, it's not overly complex, but it is it has a little bit more than, say, like a, just a straight gold Puerto Rican rum. If you were to sip like a, a Don Q gold, there's a little bit more to it than that, a little bit more depth. Uh, but it's certainly by no means a complicated rum. Um, I'd probably look to work it into a recipe that calls for a gold Puerto Rican rum if I'm going to mix it. Um, and to that end, I tested it in a couple of recipes, including the C Queen's Road cocktail. And then I uh, tried it in today's featured cocktail, the Beachcomber's Gold. Now, the Beachcomber's Gold is a bit of an interesting cocktail in that if you look at the Beach Bomberry remixed book, you'll see three different versions in there, um, all with the same name, all from Don the Beachcomber, but very different drinks. Um, and that's one of the things you'll note about both Don the Beachcomber, uh, Don Beach, or just other recipes is that, you know, recipes iterate over time. 
um, even from the same creator. People change their taste. People change their formulations. Um, sometimes you find something that works better. And so if you've had a recipe that's had some sort of longevity, it's not unusual to see it change over time. Um, and Don, as noted by um, Beach Bumberry in his book, was one of those guys that liked to tinker with his recipes. That's why you'll find a number of zombies, def, num, number of different zombie recipes in his books. Um, you know, different things that he changed. He would learn something else or get a different rum and change the recipe a little bit. Um, you know, a little bit about Beachcomber's Gold in general. Um, the version that is in Beach Bumberry's uh, book, The Grog Log, um, is actually incidentally almost universally reviled at the Tonga Hut in North Hollywood which means that there's an instant negative reaction to that name if you uh, utter it in some circles. The, the Tonga Hut in North Hollywood has a thing called the Drooling Bastards Club where if you finish all of the drinks in the Grog Log within a year, you're part of the loyal order of gruel, drooling bastards. And what that means is you have to have the Grog Log version of the Beachcomber's Gold. Now, that version um, is from the Don the Beachcomber in Chicago from the 1970s and calls for not uh, light Puerto Rican rum, both French and Italian vermouth, so both uh, dry and sweet vermouth, as well as Pernod bitters and a little bit of crushed ice. So that's an, a, an interesting recipe is one way to put it. I don't remember liking that very much on my way through the Grog Log, um, and I don't think I've ever had another one since. Um, but unfortunately, what that means is if you don't like that cocktail, then you have a negative reaction to that name, even when it you know shows up in other recipes with the same name but very different formulation. So again, that version was from the Don the Beachcombers in like the 1970s. Uh, the one in today's episode is from the original Don's in the 1930s, as well as the Palm Springs version in the 1950s. Um, after now, in after the 40s, Don had divorced his first wife and moved to Hawaii, and his first wife uh, Sunny had opened and maintained several Don the Beachcomber restaurants in on the mainland. Um, the other recipe that's in Beach Bunbury, or sorry, excuse me, the other version of the Beachcomber Gold that's in Remixed is the Beachcomber Gold from Waikiki. Uh, that one's maybe a little bit closer to the one that we're going to have today, but it, it's missing some key ingredients, um, and it substitutes in bitters instead of the extracts that and the uh, additions that are in the Beachcomber's Gold that we're going to taste today. Uh, so anyways, I think that you know there's, a, there's definitely a lot of different ways you can tweak a cocktail. Don the Beachcomber was very famous for tweaking his own cocktails. He would sometimes do it if, you know, he was, his services were in demand by other places when they were going to open up restaurants and he, they might ask him for, for help with the bar menu. So in the case of like the Aku Aku Lounge at the Stardust in Vegas, he did a version of his zombie that you can find in Remixed as well called the Aku Aku Zombie, where it's definitely a Don's recipe, uh, but you can see where he tweaked it a little bit. Again, um, I've pretty I've pretty much thumped this book in almost every episode, but pick up Beach Bunbury Remixed. You'll read a little bit more about the history of this cocktail, which incidentally Jeff Berry doesn't really care for. He mentions that, you know, even though he has three versions in this book, he doesn't really actually like to, any of them too well. Um, I actually do like the version that we're going to present today. Um, it's not my favorite cocktail, but I do. I think it's you know it's it's good, and I think the little bit of almond extract in it helps seal the deal for me. So again. This recipe, the Beachcomber's Gold, is from the Hollywood and Palm Springs Don the Beachcomber's from the 1930s and the 1950s. Um, and the recipe is as follows. It calls for one half ounce of fresh lime juice, one half ounce of simple syrup, one ounce of gold Puerto Rican rum, in which we're going to substitute in today the Kirk and Sweeney 12-year because Dominican rum is a decent substitute. Uh, a gold Dominican rum is a decent substitute for a 
gold Puerto Rican rum because they're both of the Spanish style. Um, it also calls for one quarter ounce of gold Jamaican rum. I'm using Appleton VX in today's cocktail. And then one quarter ounce of dark Jamaican rum. And I'm using Caruba in this cocktail. And then six drops of Pernod, which is going to give you a little bit of that licorice flavor. And then four drops of almond extract. Uh, combine that in a mixing glass with two ounces or one quarter cup of crushed ice. Blend that for about five to 10 seconds and then strain it into a champagne saucer or a cocktail glass. Now the Dawn's presentation would include an ice shell, uh, which I'm not actually attempting right now, um, but to make that you would you know, put crushed ice into like a champagne saucer and then sort of push it up with a spoon so it goes out of the glass a little bit and then freeze it overnight. Um, it looks really cool, um, but I've you know not had much luck making one. And frankly, uh, haven't devoted a lot of time to it because I'm too busy drinking the drink. So that's it for this episode. A uh, little shorter than normal, but still longer than five minutes for some odd reason. Uh, thanks for listening. Show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5 minutesofrumcom The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe there, rate the show there, and even leave a review there. The show is also on Twitter as at 5 Minutes of Rum. That's the at symbol and number 5 minutes of rum please send in any corrections comments feedback or requests you have via either twitter or the five minutes of rum website and now go get some rum